Welcome back to another Fat Podcast. I'm Dr. Fred Clary, founder of Functional Analysis Chiropractic Technique. And in this episode, we're going to tackle some things that may have happened to you over the holidays. And that is trying to get your family's approval, trying to get the approval of friends. And we're going to work on some non-rational, stressful beliefs. Why are we going to cover non-rational, stressful beliefs? Because quite honestly, I think they affect everyone. In fact, I know they affect everyone. And these non-practical, non-rational, stressful beliefs were laid down when we're very young. Has to do with neurology. You know, I'm a neurologist, so I constantly lean on that sphere. But it has to do with the wiring of our brain. And that wiring for some of these beliefs was set up when we were little kids, before kindergarten. So you can be 40 or 50 or 60 years of age going to your family's Thanksgiving or holiday event. And when you come back from that Seder, when you come back from that Christmas party, when you come back from that Thanksgiving dinner, you're upset. You're upset there. There were things that were said that got you mad, frustrated, angry, made you feel lonely and isolated. And a lot of it has to come between your own ears by beliefs that you set up beforehand. You prejudge, you're preframed, or you set up an expectation in your mind, an unrealistic expectation. And that may be that you're trying to seek love or approval from all your family members when they may not be wired to give any approval at all. I mean, some of your family members don't even approve of their own selves, much less are they going to give you approval, even if you get elected pope, or you get a gold medal at the Olympics, or you win the lottery, or you get the become president. It doesn't matter what good things you do in your eyes, and even the rest of the world, there's some irrational beliefs that may be laid down, like, say, in your parents. For example, if your parents were beat down by their parents, and I don't mean just physically, you know, and it's horrible. And anybody who has any of those issues, please run out and get some help. Go see a counselor. If, you know, if your psychology is jacked up, go see somebody. That's what this is for. But this is more a little bit of talking about, you know, a coaching process through these non rational beliefs and we all have them especially when it comes to our health which we'll get to at the end of this podcast but we have these these beliefs and you know the one of the most important ones is that all right let's just let's just look at it you know what are some of these irrational beliefs well maybe you feel rejection or disapproval from others or you know maybe you ignore or you're ambivalent, you really don't care about some positive relationships around you. Let's look at those two items. So this could be that you're giving emotional weight, emotional importance to relationships that don't serve you, that aren't good for you, as I tell my teenage daughters. So if you look at some of these relationships, you're, you know, kind of trying to ice skate uphill. You're, you've chosen to constantly put water into a bucket that has a hole in it. Now, I know that's a not a lot of analogies. So let's just step back and look at this a little bit. 
So what's going to happen here? If you get into a relationship or a business or a thought process, and as you're going through this bit, working with this business, say with a business partner, you may have a belief in your head, if I do X, if I do Y, if I do Z, if I just do these few things, then everything will work out. Where did that belief come from? Did it come from experience having gone through that before? Usually not. Did it come from a, a detailed study of the business, of the science, of the mechanics of whatever you're doing? Most likely not. It probably came from, most likely, an opinion that was given to you by your teachers, your parents, your preachers, your family members, a friend who you gave emotional weight to, you gave authority to in your brain, you gave them more headspace, and it's really just a bunch of junk. It's a bunch of crap. It doesn't work that way. So when you really look at some of these things that people you know, are telling you, you have to take a step back and it's like, wait a minute, you know, you go to your Thanksgiving dinner and say one of your parents or a family member says something because they don't like, say, your occupation, your job, your profession you're in, but you're happy with it. It's serving you and your family. Everything is going great. You know, you're doing well and you're proud of what you do Monday through Friday. You're just not proud on that Thursday in November called Thanksgiving when you're sitting around your family. You know, they make fun of you because, you know, whatever job you have, they expect something more out of you. Well, excuse me, uh, that's not how it works, you know. They were, they had irrational judgments put on them when they were growing up. You have to be a doctor, you have to be a lawyer or whatever. And guess what? They, they, they were taught never, ever, ever to be satisfied or to celebrate someone else's success. Again, I'll say that again. They were taught, either verbally or non-verbally, when they were very young, not to celebrate someone else's success. Because the fact of the matter is, is when you celebrate someone else's success, part of their success becomes yours. You can be proud of what your kids do. You can be proud of what your spouse does. You can be proud of what your powerlifting team does. You can be proud of what your softball team does. You can be proud of what your coworkers do. You can be proud of what your neighborhood is accomplishing because you're part of it. That's just a fact. Somewhere when you were growing up, someone took that away from your mentors and when they started mentoring you, when they started coaching you, their irrational beliefs were thrown on you. Here's the fact. You're not going to please people all the time. It's impossible. We won't get into politics, but just look at po political beliefs. You have people that are passionate. They study what they, what they believe. And guess what? They have diametrically opposing views, say the Republicans or Democrats, you know, they have diametrically opposed views. And guess what? They both can't be right and they both can't be wrong. So the interesting thing is they don't accept reality. It's like trying to argue with someone that the laws of physics or gravity, who's never studied the laws of physics or gravity. 
what a lot of these uh, people with these hard views haven't studied out the subject completely. They haven't studied logic, the actual philosophical science of understanding critical thinking. They haven't studied it at all. So you're actually arguing with someone who doesn't realize that, that being a human, you would be wrong most of the time. If you were right, just say eh, 50.1% of the time, you could take a dollar, go to Vegas, and within a week, by just being right, 50.1% of the time, you'd be a millionaire within a week by playing slots. That's just amazing. But no one does it because, as humans, we're wrong most of the time. The house always wins, as I say. We make mistakes. Our brain, our neurology is very limited. Our brain cannot take in and bring up to awareness all the sensory data it gets. Right now, your brain, your central nervous system, is monitoring your heart. It's monitoring the pH in your stomach. It's monitoring every single one of your muscles and joints and where they are in space. We call that proprioception. It's monitoring hormone levels, enzyme levels. I could go on all day. Your, your pH in your blood. Okay, how fast your heart's beating. It's also monitoring in your brain millions of memories. Millions. How to tie your shoe. What color is your house? What color shirt are you wearing today and what you wore yesterday? There are millions of memories compounded on top of each other. And our CNS, this big computer, has to make sense of it. And guess what? It filters and selects. It filters and selects. So being a human and being coachable, to be coachable, you have to realize that you could be wrong most of the time. And just having that fact, just the way our brain biologically is wired, that you could be wrong most of the time helps you to refine, helps you to, helps you to focus, helps you to dial in, and pick those things which will serve you and help you move forward. That's part of how our, our brain works as a filter. Neurologically, it happens subconsciously at the level of the thalamus. We used to think for hundreds of years that structure just you know carried and, and kind of was a relay station for sensory information. It's really, really buried into our brain in the midbrain there. Well, guess what? Now we know that that, that thalamus, that that filtering and integration center controls what actually goes up to your consciousness. It actually picks and chooses what's around you. And that's why, you know, just having this, the idea that, okay, there may be a better way to do things. I could be wrong on this item or, you know, and even though I'm upset, I should look at why I'm upset. So going back to Thanksgiving, you know, if you're upset because, you know, you're valuing the opinions of someone who's never researched whatever they're talking about, that doesn't understand you, is not having a daily conversation, or, ready for this, doesn't have the emotional capacity or intellectual capacity to understand you. That's really important. You know, I have four teenage daughters and their emotions are all over the place. I wouldn't, you know, put my life into the weight of say a 11, 12, 13 year old's 
intellect or emotions, would you? And everyone out there is probably laughing. Of course not. You wouldn't put your business on the line to what a 14-year-old thinks, even if they were a genius. Of course you wouldn't. Then why, even if the person's 40 or 50, if they've not studied out whatever, whatever subject it is, whatever item in your life you're being affected by their conversation, if they've not studied that out, guess what? If they've not studied that out, then they do not have the intellectual or emotional authority to be an expert on whatever they're talking about. And we all do that. We're humans. We all have an opinion. That's the cool thing about opinion. Everyone has one. But is it an expert opinion? That's different. Back when I was uh, powerlifting in the 1980s, we didn't have the internet. We didn't have YouTube. We didn't have fancy smartphones. If you wanted to learn about powerlifting, you had to go gym to gym and talk to the strongest and the champions at each gym. If you wanted to learn a new routine, you waited for Powerlifting USA magazine to come in your mail monthly. And you went through those and you held on to them and you took notes of all the routines that once in a while were given in there. And you actually drove to different states to talk to lifters and train with some of these champions so you could figure some things out. I once traveled to Texas to learn how to squat over 800 pounds because I wanted to find out another teenager who was doing the same as me so to push my, my squat up. So I had to go find an expert who was already doing it. If you want to squat 800 pounds, you don't ask the person doing 600 pounds how to do it. You have to go to someone who's done it before, at least once. And, you know, they may be retired, but you want someone who's been there before. I call that player coaching. So if you're at Thanksgiving dinner and all of a sudden you hear an opinion, if you're in a business meeting, if you're in a neighborhood and someone makes this big drastic opinion about your life, one Understand that not everyone is wired to even like your opinion by the way they grew up or whatever. It's impossible to make everyone happy. You're not going to make someone happy all the time because they're not even wired to be happy with themselves. Okay? And it's not your job to try to fix that. But if you're at Thanksgiving dinner and someone's giving this opinion, they might not even be qualified. It's just that. It's a non-expert opinion. A lay opinion, L-A-Y, a lay opinion, if you will. It's just, you know, your neighbor talking about football who's never played football, okay? It's your neighbor talking about politics who's never been outside the state, okay? It's your neighbor talking about what we should do with our money and taxes who's never lived in the hood or in poverty, in, you know, a big city like Baltimore or Washington, D.C., who's, you know, never seen and never interacted and never studied it out and never experienced it. Now, I'm not knocking people that can study things and because they have so much empathy can walk a mile in someone else's shoes. They actually can be a good coach and can be a good expert just studying it from books and talking to other people. But those people are rare. They're very rare, and that's not the average. So I really don't think that all these people with opinions that don't agree with yours 
Eh, I really don't think that's the rarities out there. So what does this mean? What are we, what are we talking about? It, we're talking about your non-rational belief that you, that everyone is going to like what you do. I can't tell you my own personal um, walk and journey how people said you shouldn't lift weights. You, there's no way you can be a doctor. There's no way you can be a neurologist. I mean, I mean, this is recent stuff too. There's no way you can recover from this injury that fast. There's no way you can do this. You know, this is impossible. And I'm like, you've never studied it out. And a lot of times, people's opinions, negative opinions, if they're, I mean, sometimes, you know, yeah, you shouldn't smoke and drink and all that. Those are good opinions, you know. But when it's coming, say, I want to be successful. I want to try my first marathon. Well, Susie, you're 100 pounds overweight. That's impossible. That's not, hey, you know, what kind of diet are you going to approach? How are you going to start ramping up your training? What's it going to take a year or two, do you think, to get to that marathon? You know, get your body conditioned. That's not positive reflection and coaching. It's someone just saying, no, no, no. When someone hits you with the wall right away, when, when someone's opinion, you know, just smacks up against you, Usually it's a fear within themselves that they could not do it. And if they could not do it, you can't. And usually most people are so limited. They have no idea their potential as a human being. They're going to try to put their own limitations on you. So you have to look, okay, what are the signs that I have some type of irrational, stressful belief, non-rational, stressful belief? Well, again... Let's go through fears of possible rejection or disapproval from others. Um, you ignore the feelings in good relationships that are working. Instead of strengthening those good relationships where you, you're getting empowered, we kind of go after and we start trying to get the approval of people that really don't treat us well or don't talk to us well. Um, we, we have criticisms. We blame other people. We have jealousy. We're always doing extra and feel compelled to do extra to please that mother-in-law or that uncle or that aunt. And we always fear what other people think. Now, why is that important? Well, when we talk comes to healthcare, choices about, you know, what medications you use, what kind of healthcare you use is really important. You know, if someone has an opinion that you should do this right away, I have back pain, you should run and get surgery and because it worked for me. Maybe it did, maybe it didn't, but maybe there's other options out there. Go talk to an expert. Go talk to an expert instead of listening to neighbors and get many opinions. That's why you search out. You'd be amazed. Um, I'm a chiropractic subspecialist and neurologist and I'll get I'll receive cases weekly where someone's been to seven different doctors and got five or six different opinions on what to do. And I'm like, are you kidding me? No wonder people are confused. And a lot of times these patients stick with one treatment plan, stick with one doctor's opinion because they want to please them. Oh, I like him or my mom likes him or he's always worked out for this. And I'm like, yeah, he's always worked out for that because you haven't had anything serious. Everyone can bench press 45 pounds. It's the bar. Put 500 pounds on there and then, you know, they get crushed. So what's that analogy means? 
everyone is right with real basic things. When some things become complicated or chronic when it comes to healthcare, you need many opinions of the best experts out there. Go to the best. Healthcare is not a commodity. It's not you go to one McDonald's hamburger, and if you go to the one in the next state, that McDonald's, that hamburger pretty much tastes the same. Healthcare is an art, and the success of healthcare, your individual results, really do depend on the individual you see. It's another irrational belief to think that one person has all the answers for you. And if you have a good doctor, if you have a good provider, they're going to refer you out, they're gonna do lots of tests, and they're gonna lean on the opinions of their colleagues too. Just a heads up. So if you're at that Thanksgiving table and someone's giving you an opinion about, oh, maybe you should quit that job, or I don't like the job you had, or I don't like the career, I don't like this. And I'm like, okay, whose opinions are you leaning on? And I guarantee Uncle Buck may say, oh, they're just my opinions, really? Well, your father thinks that, and this is it. Okay, let's get more opinions here. You know, why do you think that's true? Why should I do this? Because if you were in my situation, you would do that? Probably not. You would not have the energy. So some of the red flags are, again, if you feel like, you're, you, feel like you have to do things extra to prove yourself to someone, then you know you're having some type of irrational belief in trying to appease them. Second, if you get critical or you blame people or their blame affects you, if you are ignoring good relationships instead of strengthening those. If you have a good recipe for success, keep doing it. If everyone loves your meatloaf or you love your meatloaf, keep the recipe. Don't change it because of what other minor people think. You want to put major time into your major relationships and put minor time in your minor relationships. That doesn't mean you're disrespectful or crass. It just means practically to remove some of the stress in your life. That stress is coming from you doing extra things in extra relationships and your brain is overwhelmed trying to come up with ways to make this other person happy. And that person may not be wired for happiness. What does that mean coaching wise? Sometimes when you're when you're looking at, say, your workout routines, your diet, the way you live your life, your brain has already figured out what's successful for you. It's already done that. And you want to reinforce what is working. And for things that aren't working, you want to change some things, you want to improve some things, then go out and talk to the experts that have already done it before. You know, if you're having trouble with parenting, Find a, a couple good parents out there and talk to them. How did you do it? What worked for you? Read the books. Study it out. And then you become the expert by going through it and experiencing yourself and fine-tuning and focusing those choices, relying on that thalamic filter, that deep middle brain, mid-brain structure that will filter out unconsciously once you become the expert. And then you get more success and you start letting go of those stressful things. Care about people, respect people, 
but you don't even have to let their opinions come into your brain at all. Just filter it out because you know what? They haven't done it and they would not, they would not ever be successful if they were in your shoes because they're not wired that way. The most important person you need approval from is yourself. So if you're on the right road, you're doing the right things, and you get up every day or at least every week, you're refining your journey, you know, you're refining yourself at work, you're doing those things, taking those classes, learning more skills to make yourself more valuable at work, you're doing those things in the gym that strengthen your body, and you're refining those workouts, you're taking in foods and learning about nutrition. So even if you're not an athlete, you should know about nutrition so you can live longer, be more successful, and be happier. That's all a factor of the food you eat and the exercise and learning that. If you're learning all the skills of everything around you and how to interact with people, that approval is the most important. And once you approve of what you're doing, even if you don't like the results you're getting now, you will approve of being on the journey to correct it and refine it and refocus to improve constant forward motion and improve it. If that's what you're doing, then that's the first step of getting away from that stress. And you won't have to be upset next time you go to your Thanksgiving dinner. Some of you may choose not to do them because eh, I don't need to be around that influence. Some of you may just look at them and smile and say, well, I'm glad you're in my family because it gives me something ah, to focus away from because I'm doing very well in my life and very happy. And that, that will lead you in the direction you want to go. And this has been another fact podcast.